This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You are listening to The City Vent, proudly sponsored by the Westview Motor Company, supplying your new and used cars. Find us at westviewmotorcompany.co.uk. Hello everybody, good evening, uh, welcome to another City Event space, uh, my name is Adam Williams and I'm one of the, the hosts at the City Event. Um, we're going to discuss quite a few bits tonight, including the the way that the, this season sort of ended, a bit disappointed to be honest all round. Um, so we've got a bit of an agenda that we're going to try and stick to, so if anybody does want to speak about any of the subjects, um, please come on. We'll probably try and sort of follow the agenda a little bit, because when you listen back and it's just sort of going around in circles, it can be quite a hard listen. So what we're going to start with is looking at the retained list, although it's not come out yet, but we'll discuss what we think is going to happen and what, what we believe should happen. Um, talk about the playoff disappointment. So what we're thinking about that. Did we, were we lucky to get in the playoffs? Should it, should we have got a little bit better? What happened towards the end of the season? Um is this season a success or a failure in general? Uh, and also sort of where we need to strengthen going forward as well. So if anybody wants to speak, please click the request button below and I'll get you on as a speaker. Just want to address a couple of tweets that have been popped on over the last couple of days. Um, there's been a lot of emotions going going on Twitter, um, myself included. To be honest, we are absolutely pissed off with the Carlisle um, performance. I just don't think we turned up at all and sort of following that and how it just sort of fizzled out. I think um, I've been biting a little bit, so apologies for that. It's not something I usually like to get into, but it's, it's been hard not to after emotions have been so high. Um, that said, um, a lot of the opinions are still valid um, and I want to discuss them with other people tonight, see what you guys think. But um, But yeah. The fishing rods have been out and, I, and I've bitten willingly. So there you go. So if anybody wants to uh, put a request in, I think somebody just did. It came on and it popped back off. If you can do that again, I'll get you on as a speaker. Um, what we'll speak about to start with is the retained list, although it's not been published as yet. Um, we'll discuss what we think should happen um, between us. So, um, so yeah, put a request in, guys. I'll get you on and we'll uh, we'll start tonight's space. It says I've got a request, but I can't see it. I don't know who has put that in. So if you want to just try it again, I'll uh, I'll get you on. Just drop me a message if if it's not working.
So for anybody just joining, I'm just waiting for some participants um, to request to speak. That's where we are at the moment, and then we'll sort of dive into things. Again, if you're new to this kind of format, there's a little request button at the bottom. If you click on that one, it will send me a request, and I'll get you on, and we can uh, we can chat all things city, all things disappointment. <laughs> Anybody fancy it? Anybody at all? Don't worry, your opinions are valid. Even if you tell me that what I've said is wrong, <laughs> please come on. Let me know what you guys think of the retain list to start with. Uh, Pedro, the oil rig. Famous Pedro's here. Um, Gary, I'll put you on as well in a second, mate. Pedro, first of all, um, how are you doing, pal? You there? Yeah, I'm all right. Are you? Yeah, not so bad, mate, apart from chomping at the bit on Twitter, biting, having a go at people. But you know what it is. It's just emotions, isn't it? It's just one of them things. It's disappointment carrying on from Carlisle, isn't it, pal? Yeah, a bit disappointing, like. Fell short. Uh, I know it's we did. gutting and we're all hurting. But over years, I've been a little bit, like, got down with it. Now I've just been annoying this mediocrity and... Just sort of just go again next year. I know we could always say that, couldn't we? Go again, go again, go again. You know, when does the cult stop? But yeah, it's... yeah. Just a, just a stinker. I mean, first thing, uh, Pete, I want to talk about really, mate, is the uh, the lads that are out of contract. I expected there to be a return list today, but for whatever reason, the club's not published it yet. Probably will come out at the end of the space, knowing our luck. Um, so out of the players that are out of contract, mate, I just wondered what your thoughts were on who you'd keep and who you won't keep. I'd, I'd try to keep Andy Cook. Uh, obviously, depending... Well, yeah, I would keep Andy Cook. No, depending. Yeah, definitely keep him. Uh been a bit of, including Yusen and a few others, about Clayton. I don't mind him. I think he's been all right. Uh, I'm not saying I'd judge him as first choice, but I'd definitely have him in build. He's meant to be a bit of a character. Again, looking at that player's night, he did a bit of a comedian act by pretending to go get the trophy. And you can tell he's a bit of a character. Yeah, we don't want just clowns in building just to pay wages to do enough all, but yeah, I I, I, as a backup, you know, if he could do the Smallwood role, he couldn't play anywhere in that midfield. I know his it... legs are a little bit sharp and leggy, but sometimes you can have experience and it can be, you know, that can be half a yard in front anyway, like Kilgallen. He used to always be really slow but he just knew where to be at the right time but is is there not better out there Pete I mean talking about Clayton to start with obviously it sounds like you would you would keep him but are we just sort of keeping what we're used to um, because we know what they offer or you know is it I know a lot of people saying that we don't want to start a rebuild all over again but you know you've got but just, just to discuss who's out of contract we've got Cook we've got Gilead we've got Rydall we've got Songo Threlkeld yeah. Scales, Issa Clayton, and also um, Colin Doyle. But we're not going to speak about Doc, so I think he's going to, just going to get off for the, a coaching role, to be fair. So that's not that relevant. But, I mean, oh, out of them, sounds like a police car's was in past. Um, oh, is Clayton the only one barring Cook that you keep out of interest? 
Well, Gilead's really good him as a. I think he's. I don't know. He's hard. You're going to get Craigson coming with for pelters. Uh, got to watch what you say sometimes. Uh, he offers no as in going forward, but I know he runs around like I wouldn't say an headless chicken because that would be a little bit stupid because he is does do aim aim for like runs and he's I know he is really the legs is yeah he's the yeah. midfield engine but just a, as far as goals he's cut short uh, assist I don't I, I don't know I don't think he can tackle really well you know I, I don't know. It's, I'm not over fond of Gilead, but then again, it's you know the system and the thing with Gilead that I want to touch on is I actually put him down as my most um, underrated player at season because I do think that he gets through a lot of work and he runs and runs. He's got a right engine on him, like people have said over and over again. But that that's like one of his key skills. Apart from that, like don't offer much else going forward or, you know what I mean? And I think assist-wise and goals and stuff like that, they've been few and far between. And the big thing with Gilead is the wages that he's on. So we signed Gilead, I think, two years ago now, and he were our marquee signing. There were a massive um, social media video with him on it. Um, he was Scunthorpe's captain the season that, that we we signed him. Um, and he made out to be a right big signing for us. And in that time... What what has he done to merit a contract apart from running round is my question. No. One goal I think we've had from him, haven't we? And and I know it's not all about goals and people say it's not all about numbers, but is it is he stood out that much to be offered another contract? Because I don't think so. I really don't. And for the money that he'll probably be getting paid, I, I just don't know if it's worth it. And we could probably get another Alex Gilead. Do you know what I mean? Another one that's going to run their ass off all day, every day. Do you know what I mean? I think same exactly the same. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to. It's hard to sell you one because we had no until you got inside. We're not really managers. Though. We were all keyboard warriors. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, one out there. Do you know what though, Bibbit Pete? This is what it, people have been saying on Twitter. You know, it's opinions and stuff. And you thought I like, I'm forcing my opinions on people. I'm not. You don't have to read it. You can no, ignore. You can ignore it. You can ignore what of I'm putting. You know what I mean? Oh, I, no cost. I'm a fan like you are and I've got opinions and, and how I feel about it and who I think we should retain and who we shouldn't and that, that's just how it is, you know, and you can disagree with that and I'll say, yeah, no, oh, what I think. Was, and... Everyone's going to argue the right, everyone's going to, you know, if you think you're right, you'll argue all day, black and blue, you're right, you know, it's the same as anyone. Even if it's... you're wrong in the end, you'd still say I'm right, but, you know, we all would. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean... Know, Gilead, I'm, I'd, I'd leave that to you just, I don't know. He sees something in him, doesn't he? He gets to play all the time. It's one so, I know, it, it, you know, about people saying they see something in him. And I don't want to bash Gilead till I'm blue in face because I actually like the lad. He works so hard for the team, but I just feel like, why not improve? Why not go out and get better? You know, we can do it. Players will want to come and play for Bradford City in that midfield. To me, that were our weakest part. They'll probably the left back and all, which we'll go on to. But our midfield this season at times is, is really let us down, and I feel like that's where we really need to strengthen. For me, um, and it's probably good for Gilead to get a move away and, and you know have a fresh start as well. But um, what I'm going to do, Pete, you stay on, mate. But I want to sort of bring other people into the conversation that we've got on. So, oh, yeah, of course, you don't listen to me. No, definitely. No, I'll, mate, I'll have you look. They'll all be bloody. No, mate. Leaving conversation. 
they were all bad. Uh, it's just because I want to share it round and see what... Of course what... you do, of course you do. Oh, yeah, everyone, yeah. That's definitely it. I want to listen to other people's opinions as well. But, but still, mate, just definitely of... please tell me because your opinions are valued. Um, just give us a mute for a second and I'm going to go to... Um, yeah. I'm going to go to Gary. So, again, just, just to touch on this for yourself, Gary, um, the players that are out of contract, we've got Cook, Gilly, Rydall, Songo, Hendry. Uh, not Hendry, sorry, forget Hendry. Frel Kell, Scales, Issa and Clayton. So, just for yourself, what are your thoughts on who you'd keep out of that? Uh, Gary... What's your surname, mate? Brayshaw, if you're there. Hey there, Gary. Can you hear me? We can yeah, hear you now. Yeah, we can hear you, yeah. mate. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'd obviously I'd keep Cook. He's had a great season. What I don't think we can do is go through another season playing the same style. It's more of the style that we play than the players we've got. I mean, I think some of the players are okay. When we had the January window and everybody came in, we were all excited, thinking this is it. And probably not many of them has been used. Uh, but I just wish you, I like yous, but I wish you'd come out sometimes and say, I've got that wrong. You know, maybe I made a mistake there. They pulling Banksy off the other day and stuff like that. You know, I don't like managers that come out and make excuses. If, if it's crap, say it's crap. Uh, and let, let's have a, a go going forward, knowing, knowing how we're going to play. Because this season, you could, however you dress it up, has been a real poor season. Not getting promotion, automatic promotion, is awful in that league. You know, with us, with with the ground, the players, the manager, the money spent to not get out of that league is awful. And and I guess obviously, by the sounds of it, you're more thinking that it's it's possibly a huge issue and tactical issue. But do you not think that the the players have not performed at times, and some of these players that are out of contract? I mean. Looking at that list, you've got your Gilly on there, Ride or Songo. Uh, obviously, not played much Songo, but do we not put some blame on the players as well for not quite cutting the mustard? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like you. I think Gilly flatters to deceive. You know, I mean, he's out of the midfield. You know, well, you've got the captain uh, Smallwood that really hasn't had a great season. He was going to be the the wise head that was going to hold it all together. You know, this season he's not had a great season. You know, dead ball situations, piss poor. Defending from dead ball situations, awful. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a system thing. And like I say, I'm, I'm not knocking news. Now, 100% don't think we should be looking to change. You know, we, we don't want to do that every five minutes, every time something goes wrong. Uh, but we, we, we need to do better. And I think sometimes, I don't know whether use reads what fans say. Or, and listen, he shouldn't be listening to fans and, and picking a team by what fans are saying. Uh, but, you know, well, you know, Width of the post is a good read, and you know they often come come up with it obvious that you know ninety nine percent of the fans can can understand and relate to, and and probably part of the problem what's gone wrong on the Saturday. Uh, so I, I don't know whether the read does or he takes any notice, or he just cracks on with, you know, what his agenda is. I'd, I'd yeah. keep him, I'd keep him, but I'd want I'd want a little bit more openness to be honest with you. Yeah, so I want I want to get back to sort of Hughes and and that kind of stuff. I think I'm going to try and stick to an agenda so we don't go around in in circles. Um, but that, that's not your fault. Your opinions are, are actually yeah. very valid, uh, and you come across really well there. But I mean, let me just read these names out, and I want you to tell me if that you'd keep any of them. That is it, uh, and I'm going to sort of pass it on to the next person. But obviously, Cook is a no-brainer. I believe I'm, I'm sure you're going to say yes to Cook. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, so then I'm going to read them all out here. So I've got Gilead, Rydall, Sungo, Frelkel, Scales, Issa, Clayton. Would you offer any of them an, another deal? Well, I'd offer Gilead and East and Clayton. 
Isa. Isa, would you offer? Oh, no, no, not Isa. I was thinking of East. East, no, we've still got East, yeah, thank God. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, so you'd offer yeah. Clay, Clayton and Gilead. They'd be the two that you'd yeah. use, but as well as Cook. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting is that. I mean, I guess I, with Gilly, it one of them where I, I was thinking to myself, like, is he is he worth a contract? I just I just don't think he is. But um, I think a lot of people are arguing the point that he is is a bit of a utility man. You can play him all over, but I just think he's had his chance at City and he's not really pulled up yeah. any trees apart from um, running. Yeah, that's fair coming. Uh, um, but, but saying that, not many other people have neither other. Well, that, this, that, is what, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? Do you think it can continue in in the fashion that we play, relying on Cook? You know, once once they keep Cook quiet, we're not going to score, are we? You know, the way the way we're going. Well, it, I, it, I think that's such on. a good point, and and I guess when you look at the season, this is why for me, when I've put a tweet out about releasing a lot of players, we've been a team realistically of about four or five performers. You know, you've got your Lewis, you've got Cook, Halliday. And probably Stubbs and, and Critchlow, you might in, in, include in that conversation. Apart yeah, from that, yeah. I don't think anybody's been consistent this season. So the way that I look at it is, why why would you give them another contract when they've not quite been good enough? You know, start you know start getting certain positions, give somebody else a chance. Yeah, I mean, it depends who brought all these people in. You know, I mean, they were going to be the bee's knees when they came in, and like you know, like you, I was as excited of all these players coming in in January. But they, 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 none of them, there aren't many that came in in January. That well, Stubbs, uh, you know, one that is a standout player that came in in January. Uh, yep. But the rest, yeah, probably struggled. I mean, Lewis. I don't know whether we'll keep hold of Lewis. Well, the the one thing about Lewis is that he's not really had the the best ending to the season. So, mm. if any scouts were watching him over the last couple of weeks, we might be we might be all right. Because to be fair. He, he didn't play his best on, on Saturday. He made two mistakes, and I don't know if it was the pressure or what it was, but um, 90% of the season he's been absolutely superb. So, you know, he's he's been one with Cook where he saved us in a lot of games. But, yeah, like Lewis, if somebody comes in for him, would it would he fancy a move away possibly? And then we're knackered again in goalkeeper region. But, Gary, stay on for me, mate. I'm going to, um, I'm going to yeah. sort of bring other people in, but if you can just stay on yeah. and, and mute yourself, because we're going to go around, really obviously, good. different yeah. topics, and I, I want to bring okay. other people back in. Um, if okay, you come in, um, yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing your views. Um, I think Chris T might have been next. Evening, evening, sir. How we doing? All right, yeah, good. Uh, retain. Well, the retained list of well, who's out of contracts. What are your thoughts, mate, on it? Just a brief sort of overview. Look. Is that it? That's it. And maybe uh, I read something that. Um, We've got to have an ex academy player on bench next season. So I'd maybe offer scale summit. Um but apart from that, rest of them get rid. And and why do you say that? They're not good enough. Just because we've not quite done it this season, do you think? Or just like individualist I mean, performance? I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I know uh, Gilly's got a lot of love, but I think that's just because the midfield's been that poor. He stood out because he's got a lot of energy um, and he runs around a lot. And I was one of his big critics at the beginning of the season. And I think the second half of the season he's improved. But that doesn't mean he's he's good enough. I think there's a lot better, as we've seen. Some of the midfielders that have come to City and runs rings round us in League Two, you know, we could be picking up. I mean, Moxon, where did he come from at Carlisle? We're getting from some yeah. second division Scottish team. 
absolutely no um, idea. But I think the point you make there about Gilead, is he in the top 10 midfielders in this league? Is he in the top 15 mid- midfielders in this no league? Chance. And I think you've got to think about things like that. It's all right saying he runs around, but let's keep him. He's not going to stay at play second fiddle. You know, he's, he's obviously believes in himself. He's captain teams before. So if you think he's going to be a sub, like an impact sub off the bench or like a, a utility man, I just I just think that's ludicrous. Um, so if you're keeping Without Gilead... Cook's goals this season, where would we be? Yeah. 14th, 15th? Probably similar to last season, yeah. Because we're not, we're not... Goals aren't coming from elsewhere. We need goals from midfield. We need goals from out wide. Um, and he's got one goal and no assists. So it's it's not good enough. No, I appreciate that, mate. And so the rest of them, you won't even uh, entertain giving anybody a contract out no. the other ones that are remaining? No. Clayton I liked when he came in in January, but he's just, he's so slow. I mean, when he tried twice, when he tried where uh, foul Orient players when they'd gone past him and he couldn't even keep up enough to foul him. Um, yeah. You know, and I mean, maybe that's something to do with his injury and his, his fitness since coming back from the injury, but are we going to build a team around him? No. All right, we, we need experience in the squad as well, but I'm sure we can get younger um, and better. He were, yep. I thought he was a great player when he was younger, but we haven't got him when he's younger, have we? We've got him in his 30s. Yeah, I made that same point. A couple of years ago, you'd, you'd have been a dream, but do you know what? The hidden gem in this team for me is Ryan East, and I just can't get my head around why he's not played as much because every single game he's played, I think he's been solid. And I just, I just hope he gets a run out next season. Maybe. Got I mean, Elliot, he could be another Elliot Watt. He could be, yeah. he could be a creator um, in centre midfield. Yeah. But no, he's got to have a chance. But we, we've I'm got to have better players around him. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm passing it around because I want everybody to have yeah. their opinion, and I'm hoping somebody's going to challenge me and say that. Um, that, that retain list we've put out was absolutely rubbish. Um, so I think Owen, you might have been next on the uh, on the request, mate. If you're there, could you should give me like a minute, mate? Maybe go someone else and just doing something. Co- yeah, of course I can. Yeah. Of course I can. Um, Sam, uh, cyclist, I think you are. I don't know what your surname is, mate. Yeah. Um... Oh, I said Sam, but Stan, you go oh, ahead, no, no, mate. No, no, as well. Sorry, no, no, get get, get Sam in. Sorry. I'll... <laughs> no worries, mate. Sounds very similar. It sounds very similar, to be fair. Sam, are you there, mate? I think you might be a cyclist in your picture. I can't quite see it. Um, he's staying I'm, I'm back now, mate, if you, want, if you want me to be on. Go on then, mate. What are your thoughts on, uh, on that uh, list, our, our contract, um, first of all? Can you just read them out to me, like, off the top of my head? Uh, yeah, so you've got Cook, Gillett, Rydall, Songo, Threlkel, Scales, Asa and Clayton. Uh, out of them, obviously, Cook's a no-brainer. Um, if we can get, give him what he wants, uh, I'd like like to keep Scales. I think he's had a good loan at Farsley. I think he's someone who deserves a chance. Look good in pre-season. Uh, Gilead deserves at least, I think, a two-year deal, if not a one-year deal. Why? Um, so I think he, he don't. People always question his numbers, but I think without him, we'd be so fucked because the amount of running and chasing down and pressing that he does, I just don't think you really get that off anyone else in this team. But could somebody not come in and do that job, but also be a bit more creative and a bit more dynamic in the middle? I think it's a bit of an unfair thing to say about Gilly. People, you know, question how 
not creative is, but I think he gets the ball quite a bit and he does drive it forward. And I don't think you see that many players do that part of him, especially in the centre. Do you think he's in the top 15 midfielders in the league? In League yeah, 2? I think he's, I think he's so where, great. So where would you put him then? What, from number 1 to 15? Just out of interest, I know we're not going to name all bloody League 2 midfielders, but if oh. you were to sort of say, from what you've seen this season, midfield-wise... We know he's the best on League 2 midfielders as much as we are in, in this league, but yeah. I think he'd, he'd get into more size, definitely. I think if we didn't offer him a new deal... He'll go somewhere and he'll have an absolute barnstormer. Like, you can mark my words for that. Every player does that, though, don't they, when they leave City? Yeah, <laughs> to, no, to be fair. So, well. but, but I know what you're saying, and, and I'm not trying to put you on spot and, you know, having a go no, at you no. and saying you're wrong, but I just I just don't think that he, he is in, in the top conversation of midfielders in this league. I really don't. You know, there's so much better. That, like um, Chris just mentioned, there's Moxon um, at Carlisle, who, who run the show. Elliot Watts, another example. Um, who's been is pretty much bossed it this season, um, and if you compare him with, with players like, he's just nowhere near. Yeah, but they're, and they're I think the, the two best in the league, to be fair though. Yeah, but why should we not have the best in the league at this club? Why why should we not be going for players like that? Not that I'm saying that those two specifically, but should we not have like the the cream of the crop? Are we expecting too much? Well, we did have Elliot Watt, and for me, when Elliot Watt were here, was he was shy. And people can say what they want, but I thought he was really shit with Elliot Watt. And yeah, he's mm. got us all and done well. But if you notice when he played at our place, he was shit. I thought he was a poor player when he came back for Salford and played against us. He, he did have a bad game against us. I can't, I can't even deny that. And I think the crowd probably played, played some part in it. But he's been the best player in the in the league midfield-wise this season. I don't think he can't cope with big crowds. And we need players who can cope with big crowds. And he's not one of them. So he just wasn't going to fit our club. That that that's the whole thing with um, Elliot Watt for me. Yeah, and I, I think that's a fair comment. But I just I just personally think that there is better midfielders out there, and sometimes you've got to go for a fresh start. And I guess the other thing to say about Gilly is, you know, is it a square pegging around all a little bit where he's been playing? And that's the other thing because it, you know, he's never played there for us before. You know, I think it, it happens the players done it, but they kind of mature and you find your best position. Sometimes it's maybe not always where you are in academies. Mm. Uh, so, look, at, look at that guy at Newcastle like Joe Linton he were up front he paid 40 million for him one of the biggest slots in the Premier League the yeah. banged him in midfield he's one of the best players for him now yeah that's fair comment it so, is and, and I guess it's one of them in football where that does happen from time to time but yeah, um, yeah. Out, out of the other ones anybody else you keep so you've got Rydal, Songo Threlkeld Issa, Clayton I'm torn on Clayton really if you'd have asked me this when he first came in first three games I said, throw him a year down on, on the table, but he is slow. He is slow. Do you, do you not think the more that Clayton's played as well, like the the more of a sort of, not a liability he's looked, but the more on that turn, he's got no chance and he's a red card waiting to happen and that's a worry, isn't it, in midfield? I totally agree. The, the red card point, I totally agree. He thinks, fuck this, I, I, I aren't catching this guy. Bang, and just takes him out. To be fair, I think he's... He's trying to. It's an intelligent foul for a player that hasn't got the legs. What he's trying to do, but you do one of them and you're on yellow card after twenty five minutes or whatever. Then yeah, yeah. you know you, you're shitting out of most of fight. So, do you want a player that's going to do that? And from what he offers us, that composure he's got on the ball, you know, going forward through the way, incredible. You know, I think he's so... one of our best players on the ball and picking I out absolutely agree. Like 
I um, absolutely agree, but can you have a passenger at League Two like that? Can you have somebody that you can do sort of, you know, things like that, but not other parts of it? You've got you've got to have runners. If you don't, you're knackered. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you mean, and I, you can see why Donny probably let him go. Now they probably saw he were declining. Yeah. Now, and, Owen, you know. stay on, mate. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going because we've, we've yeah, yeah. sort of been, we're 25 minutes in, and I want to try and get around the room. But um, Stan, you quickly flying, mate, just to give us a quick overview of the the list and if there's any of them that you keep or won't keep yeah cook cook no brainer um it depends on it if you want them as the squad player because i think rydell just back up but um and gilly as a squad player but you know will they want to do that so um the other thing just very quickly is that we're looking at it in kind of like the here and now do we go you know for like a player that's that you're gonna think is good enough for league one because ultimately promotion next year is the aim. And so rather than kind of getting all these like lead two specialists, you, you know, Leighton Orient got promoted playing football because they had the players to do that. And we can do that with a few additional signings, I think. So is there, is there anybody else barring maybe Gilly, Rydall that you keep? Uh, no, no. Uh, Clayton, I think... Um, yeah, I, I, exactly the same. Basically, he, he was great first few games and whether it was the injury or whatever, um, I thought some of his decision-making on Saturday wasn't good either. Um, and uh, he's just, he's the sort of player that I think opposition team can target him just by getting close up on him. And half the time he'll get out of it because he, he, he does some little intelligent stuff around the ball. But the other half, he like say, he'll get caught out and he ain't got the legs to, to kind of um, you know, to kind of retrieve it. So I would, I would err on the side of no for for Clayton, but I think he's been good for for most of the, the what he's done for us this season since January. Cheers, cheers, Stan. Still mix. I'll come back to you in a minute about something else. But um, I think on Clayton for me, Barrow still haunts me. Do you know that goal where he, he pirouetted on ball, lost out, and they went and scored. And it's one moment in a season, but you know. I guess with that, he just we're never going to get anywhere near it, and that highlights his weaknesses. I guess um, with with his legs, Labib. I just want you to finish us off on the um, on the list, mate, if you can. Just a quick overview from yourself on the players. All right. Um, look, looking through that list, to be honest, I'm I'm a bit apart from Andy Cook. I'm a bit ambivalent about everyone else. There's nobody really that stands out. Um, it's almost a case of picking out the ones that you think are going to do the best possible job for us. And there aren't many names that jump out. Um, obviously, we've had this discussion about Gilead. Um, scales, I think, possibly. Um, and this argument about Gilead being a utility player, I mean, Scales apparently has been playing in all sorts of positions for Farsley and been doing very well. So if it's, uh, if it's an issue of money, you know, you could keep Scales on a lower wage, keep him as a utility player, and let Gilead go. The, the, none of the others, you know, fill me with, with a great deal of excitement. But for me, the most important thing is about the way our midfield sets up. We've spoken so many times about us lacking pace in that middle of the park. And that's what I would like to see, is to build a midfield that that has some pace about them. Obviously, we've obviously mentioned that we don't score enough from midfield. Um, and again, other people have mentioned that if it wasn't for Cook and Lewis, we'd be mid-table. We'd look like an average side if it wasn't for them two. 
So I think we need to kind of rebuild that midfield, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, those are my kind of thoughts, trying to keep it brief. So just to sort of go back to you on that, this season, I mean, we're going to go into the, is it a failure or is it not in a minute? And don't answer that one just yet. But if we've not gone up in a season, you know, and some people might say, yeah, we've progressed from the season before, but we've not gone up, we've not done the business. Does anybody essentially deserve a contract when you've not quite gone up? You know, should it be results-based, getting rewarded with a new lucrative contract? Because let's, let's put it this way, you know, it's it's one of them where they're out of contract in a job, are they good enough to sort of come back again, basing it on where we are in the league and where realistically where we think we should be or what they're paid to be? Promotion should have been it, should it? It, it should, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've, I've got my own views on success or failure of a season um, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me. But essentially, going back to your question... Um, I don't think we've been good enough this season, and that's that's demonstrated quite clearly. At the end of the day, we got battered at Carlisle. We lost three one. Uh, there's there's no escaping that. The they were they were the better side. There's no arguments, um, and we just weren't at a level good enough to compete with them. And that's the point that I'm making is we we need to be better, especially in that middle of the park. Um, and I said, Gilead, well, maybe, you know, um, Clayton, you know, he hasn't got the pace. And that's what I think we need. We need a midfield with pace. Smallwood's not the quickest either, you know, let's be honest. Um, let's, I mean, you've got, you've got two, not, I don't want to say slugs, but you've got two players that aren't mobile that are used to just pinging ball yeah, around yeah. now. We but, but but with that, have we seen many defence splitting passes that are, you know, forward thinking passes? Have we seen that as much? Probably not. Yeah. If you're playing sort of, you know, midfielders that aren't as mobile, should you have more pacey people on the wings and because we've not we've lacked pace horrendously this season all over the pitch for me I think it's been a massive issue um, and I feel like if you are playing players like that that can pick a pass out you know and put it on a sixpence then you've got to have pace out wide and we've just not had it um, it's just been slow and lumbersome like like you said at Carlisle on Saturday how slow a ball we don't look like we want it it's just going backwards and sideways and sideways nobody wants to pick it up and drive with it or put that, that killer pass through it, there were none of that it was just so pedestrian and, and do you know what mate I was so frustrated watching it you, you just could see what, how it was going to unfold couldn't you yeah ab- absolutely and, and to be honest you know it, it was reminiscent of a lot of games that we've seen so far this season um, our style of play you know it is slow it's ponderous we don't get the ball forward quickly. Um, you know, we we struggle against pace. Uh, we really can't compete against it. Teams that play with us, you know, will turn us over quite easily. Um, so, like you said, we we haven't got that creative, pacey midfielder. Um, the closest that we've got with anyone who's got any pace is Gilead. But as we said, it, it doesn't perhaps create quite enough. Uh, and get enough. Another name I want to touch on because I get a lot of stick for um, standing in this bloke's corner week in, week out and banging the drum for him a bit. But I want to touch on Jamie Walker because for me, he is clearly a very, very, very talented footballer. And if, I think if you deny that, you're not, you're not watching the game properly. However, I don't think he does enough to take us forward next season. Um, I just feel like as a as a number 10, if you can only play 60 minutes a game and 
you know, he's probably, to be fair with Walker, when he has a good game, he absolutely runs a show and he's the heartbeat of, of everything going forward for me. But when he doesn't, you know, you can sort of tell. And he said it himself when we interviewed him in, in sort of first 15 minutes of a game, you can tell if I'm going to have a good game and he just disappears at times. Well, I, I thought now, he did on Saturday. I thought he dis- I thought he was anonymous on Saturday. There you go. And, that, and that's a prime example. And that's why I want to touch on it because if we're going to play with a number 10, we need better. We need somebody who can stay fit, a younger lad maybe that's injury-free that can play a full season. Um, and, and the other thing is, we don't have anybody behind Jamie Walker at the minute. Chapman got injured, but Chapman's never a number 10 either. Mm-hmm. So we don't really have anybody that's behind him. You're relying on one man that has got history of being injured season upon season. And that's a massive concern for me. Um, but he is, he is a good player. I think if you're not seeing that, I don't, I don't know what game you're watching, but he doesn't do enough as a number 10, I don't think. Because he... Cause, you might you might include him in the same conversation as Gilead. He does a lot of running and closing down. But, you know, does he do enough with that killer pass and assists and, and goals-wise? He's not quite up there with the numbers, is he? Let's be fair. It, it kind of just touches upon another point I made previously. Is is We have players that can have a good game, right? Um, but what we fail to do is I think a lot of our players have failed to carry that form into the next game and the game after and the game after. You know, they've not consistently been good week in, week out. Um, and we have patches that we will play well for 10, 15 minutes, but we can't sustain it over 90. And, you know, I haven't got the answer to that. I don't know why that is. Um, the home game against Carlisle, really good first 20 minutes, scored a goal, and then we just sat back and then let them come on to us. It's just nuts. Is it... I'm, go- I'm going to bring somebody else in, Levy, but stay on, mate. And I want to just lead this question on to another speaker. Um, Gary, I'm going to come back to you on this. Is is the issue um, fitness? Because like Labib touched on there, after about 60 minutes or whatever it may be in games, we might we fire out and then we just sort of get slower and slower and more lumbersome. Is, is fitness an issue or not? What, what are your thoughts, mate? Well, uh, I would hope not. I mean, <laughs> you know, they're all professional footballers. Most of them are, are youngish players. Uh I see Banks was dead on his feet at Carlisle, but managed to score a cracker for Palace last night. Uh, so I, I don't know that it's, I don't know it's fitness, you know. I mean, surely we can manage people better than that. Uh, well, uh, and if you're playing the same, you know, uh, you're playing the same 13, 14 players all season, you know, may, maybe it is fitness, you know. We've got a big enough squad to be rotating people. One of the things at the start of the season was, you know, particularly after January, he's got so many new players coming. We, we're going to better rotate and we've got we've got a backup in every position. So I, I don't know that fitness could be argued. It's, that's only a case if you're using the same players all the time and you've not got no confidence in in the backups. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a fair point. Uh, is it that we've not rotated enough because we went through a period, didn't we? Um, maybe more towards start season where that starting eleven was just unchanged, and even even more so, it seems like Hughes likes to stick with what he knows um, and is consistent with that. But did we need to utilise the squad because we had quite a big playing squad to be fair this season? Yeah, yeah, across the board, and you know players like Ryan East couldn't get a sniff, and I, again, I really rate him. And I was really hoping to get a bit more of a bit more of a chance, to be fair. But so, do you think it's more of a rotation thing that's been a, a bit of an issue? Well, it's a rotation thing, you know. And obviously, Hughes is seeing him in training, and he's seeing he's seeing him week in, week out. He he cannot have any confidence in him, otherwise he he'd be playing him. I mean, 
you know, we're watching every week and we're thinking, well, he's playing crap, but he's, he's you know, he's still in every week, so he's uh, he's got no confidence. Backups. I mean, as as your last caller said, uh, games this season. I mean, you can literally, and I mean literally count on one hand where you said we've had a really good game. I'm not talking about 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, one good half. Good games this season. Well, that's not going to get you promoted, is it? If you've had four or five good games in a season. And I'm talking about team-wise rather than individual-wise. That's not going to cut the mustard. You know, you've got to be having half your games have got to be good games, not, not four or five. No, no, Gary, I mean, I think it's a really good point that you make. And I think maybe Rochdale away was one of those performances where I thought we were really impressive. Um, we got the job done. Chillingham, not... yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they've been few and far between. And I think we yeah. were all expecting at some point for the foot to go down a little bit and just to sort of start playing teams off pitch. And Hughes alluded to that happening. Um, a lot of pundits did as well, waiting for us to start finishing teams off and beating them two or three nil. But it never quite happened. I think we were all waiting and waiting for us to get going, and it just did, didn't seem to didn't seem to materialise this season yeah, as much. So, yeah, it didn't. It just petered out, didn't it? You know, you, you know, you can only keep saying, "Yeah, one one week we're going to thrash somebody one week," but you know, it, it really never looked like that, did it? You know, we, we were too frail. Uh, so. You know, you just, what are your views, Gary, on, on what went wrong? Because talking about the playoff semi-final away leg at Carlisle, what do you think the issues were there? Well, I, I, just, I just, you know, we, we, we just haven't quite got, I don't know whether it's a formation or I think the players are okay, you know. I mean, other players leave Bradford City and and turn into world beaters for other teams, don't they? You know, we, we all know every time they come back to Valley they're going to score. Uh, you know, so do do we bring good players to the club and make them average players? I, I, I don't know whether it's the system or not. Uh, you know, people seem to, you know, always progress when they go elsewhere, don't they? It's true. Uh, um, it, you know, it's Matty, so true. Matty, Matty, Foles, Matty Foles. Yeah, Foles weren't good enough, you know, so he, he's out to Arrogate and all of a sudden, you know, he, he's been their player of the year. Yeah, it's, it is funny. It's, and is it is it a pressure thing with the crowds? You know, it's hard to put a finger on what the issue is. Um, but yeah, you're right. When players do move on, they seem to flourish a little bit more than they do. Like Owen Doyle's another one I always remember. Um, Gary, stay on, mate. I'm going to, I'll come back to you again. But I just okay. want to fly around the room quickly on okay. on what the issue was on Saturday. Um, Owen, I'll, I'll ask you, mate. Hello. It's hard to really pinpoint it, isn't it? Let's be honest, but... I think it was just the, the kind of, as much as I love Hughes and I stick by him, I want him to stay this season, well, next season. I think just the tactics were wrong of going for the nil-nil and I really thought that's what we were going for. So you think the bank's substitution were partly to blame? No, but no, like from, from the start. Do we, do we, we sell? Yeah. From the off, we, we just played for a draw, for the nil-nil. It was like, we just didn't want to concede, didn't want to score. It was just like, just keep it in middle of the park or pass it around back all game, but it was never going to work. They were never going to sit back at home. Um, and I guess so. with that, would you not want to play on counter a little bit more? And, you know, we just never looked like we had a threat, did we, on, on Saturday? And I think that no. was the, the biggest thing. We all travelled up there, you know, right looking forward to it. And all we needed really were, were a goal. Uh, and that would have probably been enough, you know, in, in 90 minutes. Yeah, and, yeah, it would have been. And, and it's just one of the things that just never looked like happening. And, and to be fair... I thought in the second half, I thought Carlisle looked poor. 
We thought were we better would... in the second half, I'll give us that, but the first half, they were just all over us. We couldn't get a sniff. I think they looked tired second half, you know, like for the first maybe 20, 25 minutes. And yeah. it just, it looked like we were there for taking. And if we'd have gone for it a little bit more, would we, would we have got out of it? Do you know what? Even if we'd have probably got some out of it, it would have been a scrape. Um, and at Wembley, we'd have probably got beat. Stockport are going up for me. I think that, you know, what they have is, you know, totally. They, they go for it. They go for games. They want to win games. And I feel like we just can't cope when play, when teams do that. I always remember Leighton Orient away me, and that's a massive one where we went down there. And talking about fitness, they were relentless the whole game. They wanted to score four, five and six towards end. And I just don't think that we, we've ever we ever do that. We'll get a goal, and then that's about it. It's somebody somebody said to me the other day. It's, is it a bit like what Derek Adams used to do? You know, get a goal and sort of sit back a little bit. But people aren't willing to say that because it's used. Maybe not so much, but I guess different there's an one, element though, of that. We didn't get the goal with Adams to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that true. Man. That's true. Yeah, and we capitulated a lot quicker, didn't we? In fairness, but so so do you think it were it were sort of managerial issues then? Uh, the weekend. Well, maybe it's the players as well. Maybe they're not confident enough to go forward. I don't know. They just nullified Cook. Cook, over two games, did not have a fucking sniff, mate. He did not have a... I don't, he might have had one chance in two games. And I don't... Been... Did, they, did they have to work out to keep him quiet? No, really? but I think it was more their system and versus ours, which um, maybe we could have planned for, but... The nullified cooking in the second leg, you know, there was just no, we really just, I'm a proper Chapman fan and I think it's kind of proved it now. I think not having him in them playoff games killed us ultimately because he took the, think the pressure off so many players in. So a lot of uh, teams would see him and be like, right, let's, you know, keep him quiet. And that gives likes of Bank and Cook and Walker space. But just, you know, just, just not having him, you know, it hurt. I mean, you've got players like Jake Young that left on loan. Could he have not been a threat in the playoffs and something different off the bench? Because when you're looking at players that are coming on, I I worry when I'm looking at that bench. I'm thinking, who's going to come and make a difference? You know, on wing, nobody really. De- Dion, yeah. for whatever reason, Hughes didn't fancy Dion, um, and I think it's because he just didn't quite do it at the start of the season. But th- that were a worry, and and he's he's letting Young go. Was that a big mistake? I don't know, he, he wouldn't have played, would he, if he wouldn't have let him go out on loan, because he, he didn't play him for about three months, so I don't know what's going on there. I think that's something totally unfootball related, because Jake Hume were doing quite well, actually, at the beginning of the season. I think he's still our fourth top scorer, or third top scorer somehow, with four goals. So, you know. They, that, I mean, there you go, and that's in maybe what? Nine or ten games or something he played. Could be less than it, could be more than I don't know off the top of my head. But it yeah. It it won. Um I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bring Chris back in at conversation, Owen. Uh, but stay yeah. on pal, because we've got other other bits we're gonna go through. Uh, Chris T, you're there still, mate. What um yeah. what were your thoughts on what the issues were on the weekend in the playoff game? I thought we should have gone at them from the start. Um I think the issue was the first leg. We got that first goal. And we should have got a second. Um, we were lucky to get away with a 1-0, to be fair, in that first leg. But they they just set up, I mean, four times we've played them and we've never looked like beating them. It wasn't just, it wasn't just Saturday. Um, the other three games, we've not really, I mean, I know we did beat them in first leg, but to be fair, 
if they'd taken the chances, they'd, uh, they'd have gone home with a lead for the second leg, wouldn't they? Do you not do you not think that this season and and I think um, I think Owen might have alluded to this, so it could have been somebody before okay. maybe Lebe. But do you not feel like we've played with handbrake on a lot of time and we're just yeah. frightened to to go Definitely. for it a little bit? Because and 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 I blame a lot of my blame's gone for on ride all this season because I'm fucking shouting and screaming at him to do to overlap, get round your man, <clears> and it and I don't know if it's a personal choice from him that he don't want to do it because he's frightened of getting back or if Hughes don't want him to do it. But you know, there's been occasions. Yeah, and at Carlisle, there were loads of occasions where he could have done it, and there was space to do it because they were, they obviously they were were leaving the runners there because they probably thought it's not a threat, you know. And I just feel like at times we just we just don't want to win. We don't want to go for it. I don't know why we thought we could defend a one 0 league in leading second leg. We've got to go for it. If we'd have gone at him and got a goal, and then we're two 0 up. We can maybe defend that or keep it to two one at least, but we're not going to go and get a nil nil. No chance. Where's the evidence to say that we can hold on to a lead or keep stopping other team scoring? There ain't any. Mm. And is it is that naive? Yeah, I think it is. I think as well. To be fair, so a lot of players I think crumbled under pressure. I mm. mean, Halliday. I've been one of his biggest fans um, this season. I think he's been a steady Eddie. He's been, you know, seven out of ten every game. I thought he was awful up at Carlisle. Um, but he wasn't the only one. Like people have said before, Clayton had a shocker. Smallwood didn't do anything. Uh, Gilly wasn't in it. And in four games, they've nullified Cookie. He's not, he's not had a chance. He's had to be taking pot shots from 30 yards out because that's the only crumbs he's had. Uh, we've not created any clear-cut chances for him. No. And and when you've got a, his top scorer in the league by some way, you know, they, they, they sell pretty well. Team, but... When you've already played that, the same team three times, yep. why can we not come up with a plan to to play differently and, and make chances for him? I think it's Do... poor. I think you, he's really struggling with League Two, I think, Hughes. I don't know. Do you, do you think that we're trying to play football that's probably more advanced for this level? You know, the, the intricate passing and the slow build-up play, you know, waiting for oh, them to trigger a press to, to pass it around them? Because it, it just seems like we've been worked out again. You know, again yeah. and again this season, it seems like teams work us out and it just looks like we're never going to get back into it because... When, especially when Banks went off, mate, and, and I'm sure you're as fuming as I were about that substitution. When... Oh, um, yeah. I just we all looked at each other in in a way and were like, eh, what what is going on here? Because it was like we we're happy to play for penalties, like you say, um, but I just I just couldn't understand. I just could not understand it. And that's that is probably the the sixth or seventh time this season we've seen that where I think Kelly were coming on as a sub and Platt, and this is at home as well. Um, it it we're just on extra centre back. We've got three yeah. centre backs. We never play with a a back three like Carlisle do. So the lads don't know how to do it. And their goal, the winning goal, there's nobody near him. He's got a free yeah. header, edge at a six-yard box. Lewis should have come for it, but there should have been somebody near him. Well, he I, I think... On there and they're all stood watching him. To be fair, you're right. Nobody had him. You know, nobody was anywhere near him. That goal, to me, is a bit of a mixture of errors, but I do think that Lewis were... Um, 
to blame. What's the point of having what's the point of having that third centre back on? Yeah. You no, you're right. So much space up. Well, you can see it re- re- replay. They're all just stood there. They're not even marking. You know, and it is this. It's not zonal marking necessarily, but you know, how can you just let a man go so late like that when it's so important? When there's three of you, I just, I just couldn't get me around it. But I, I still think that it with a substitution itself, where we never had anything else, and after that point, there was nothing going forward. There was just nothing, so we're never going to get anywhere near back get back into that game. Just a frustrating one. Whichever way you look at it, we'd have ended up getting beat. I think if it had gone to penalties, we'd have probably got beat. I think if we'd have got through and we'd be going to going down to Wembley on Sunday, we'd have got beat. So it's done. We've lost. I mean, for those of us of a, of a certain age and even younger ones, being a City fan, you expect things like this. You know it's going to happen. They're going to let you down. Um, but but yeah, the, the whole season, you can't rely on one game and, oh, if we'd have won that game. Well, what if we'd have won the 10 games where we've chucked away leads, if we'd have won two yeah. or three of them, we'd have been in autos and it wouldn't have mattered, would it? Wouldn't have been in playoffs. Yeah, and, and you've led me on nicely to my next subject and that's if this season's been um, success or, or failure. And, I, and I'll ask you, first of all. It's been, it, it's been an improvement on last season, which isn't, um, wasn't difficult really because last season was piss poor. Um, has it been successful? No, because we haven't been promoted. The two managers who were linked with us before use, they've gone to teams who were probably worse off than us last season and they've taken the top two places. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, it's not been a success, no. Thank you, Chris. I'm going to I'm going to pass it around because we've got other bits we're going to come back to again. Um, thank you, as always, for your input, buddy. Pedro's got his hand up. We can't wait to speak again. So, um, just to stick on this current topic, mate, um, has this season been a success or a failure for, for yourself, Pete? Uh, probably. Um, be able to say, not to say failure. Uh, I'd say failure, yeah, in, in the sense of what well, really I expectations. But I'd say progress as well that sort of bleeds into it a bit because we want picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a mcdelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. In turmoil, you know, we have been in really bad situation. We've, you know, we've had players that have been on three-year deals. Fans were dis, you know, they were disengaged with club. Everyone looked disjointed. 
Hughes has brought the fans, the club, maybe the backroom staff back together. We've got rid of Greg Abbott, we've got Stephen Jen, got Glenn Hodges, got rid of Collins and all clowns. So he's brought some stability, some, you know, he's done something. Maybe we don't see him what he's done because it's behind closed doors, but something has been done, just we can't see it, you know. Yeah. And also, he's having to adapt to these lower leagues. You know, maybe now, if this year we don't do all, I'd say, right, it's a failure. Because last year, you only had half a season. You just got us sorted. You had a little bit of a look at it. This year, now you've had a full look at it. You know what it takes. You've got us to a playoff that we haven't been since Millwall. You have come down from Premiership. Now you know what it takes. He's seen it. He's tasted it. And I think that he's going to be hungry for it. And now he should know really what he needs. Yeah. I think that that's... We can't slate him. Not, we're not just saying because he's Mike Hughes. We would have literally took Queensbury Celtics manager because we were desperate, weren't we? We were wanting anyone to sign for us. We were an embarrassment. We were ailing everyone, <laughs> wanting to sign everyone. It was really crazy. And Mike yeah. Young just come in and he said, right, this is a big club. I'll come to the elm. And that has put a big statement out for somebody to say, I'm going to come, a sleeping giant, and I'll wake you up. And for fans to turn their back on him, I think's bad. Calling for his scalp and not giving him time. When we all should know it, a season, it takes a manager couple of seasons to sort some bad out of the you know out of the football stadium troubles away yeah no Pete thank you very much mate and again I, I will come back to you I just want to um, sort of throw and I'll, I'll come to you in a minute Stan on this but I just want to throw my sort of 10 pence in on this one success failure sort of argument to me on the pitch is a failure this season because we've not gone up it's the top and bottom of it a club like us Every season, you should be looking at getting promoted. It's it's a bare minimum, you know. Getting to playoffs, it's it's successful when you compare it to last season. It's improvement, it's progress. But is it a successful season for me? No. But what I would say is that there's been a lot of success away from the pitch. I feel like fans are absolutely back together, um, and it's, it's Hughes helped cause that a little bit. Possibly, um, you're getting twenty thousand at home. Um, for games, which is incredible. Uh, the away support's been fantastic. That support at Carlisle on Saturday were class. You know, we were with them from, you know, first minute. We didn't see a, a fantastic football, but we were with them all the way, trying to fucking get them going and roust them and what have you. Um, and I feel like that has been massive, massively good and a positive this season. Off the field, things are good as well. Um, you know, recruitment behind the scenes has been good. Maybe not so much on the pitch of late. I don't know if that's injuries or whatever has caused it, but I feel like on the pitch for me, failure, but away from it has been a success. And it, it feels like we're we're moving forward a little bit. And like like you touched on there, Pete, I think Hughes has got to have um, another season to have a go at it. Um, but if that is the case, then we need better personnel on the pitch because they've not quite cut the mustard this season, which takes me back to the return list. Do we need to get more people in? Go on, Pete. Wouldn't you? Don't you think that, like, Jordan Knight 
he's seen other teams. Now he's been to every ground, we can say. Last season, last season he'd only done 10 games. Now he's been to every game, home and away. He's seen what every team brings. He's, he's already said in his statements or after interviews after club, all teams have two or three players that can cause you damage and hit you or hurt you. I think that he's gonna, he'll know what it takes. You know, he'll know when he pays. That, that ladder we link with him from crew. Uh, it'd be ideally torn us apart at crew. You know, if we are linked with him, he's someone good. It's sad, I don't know, but I think that he's had a good look at every team now, home and away, and I think that he'll know what it takes. And I do. If if he don't do it this season, then we could definitely say a failure. But, yeah. you know, just see how the recruitment grows. You know, I'm not a yeah. Hughes fan because I think that he's... For, for him to come in and say, well, after Derek Adams' statement, you won't get better than me. I mean, that's arrogance and that was well below belt. Uh, and then Mark used to come in, you know, but everyone's looking forward to Morecambe because Derek Adams, will, <laughs> he will get some stick. Uh, yeah, if he's it's, if it's still in a job by then, mate. Um, Pete, I'm going to bring somebody else in as well, mate, because uh, I want I want to stick on this, but again, it's yeah. the time is time is passing on, um, but stay on. Don't disappear this time. Make sure you stay on. Right. Um, Labib, is it been a failure or success this season, mate? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll have to keep this brief because I'm, I'm going to have to shoot off in a minute. Uh, I think... I think um, it, Pedro as um, is it Pete his name um, yeah has uh, summed it up quite well uh, on the on and I think you mentioned it as well the same thing on on the pitch it's been a failure um, Sparks and Hughes have both said promotion was the aim and uh, we haven't done it uh, so therefore ipso facto uh, is a failure um, I, I take on board what other people said you know the connection with the club has been good. Um, a lot of improvements in and around the stadium. Is that also down to Ryan Sparks? Does he need to take some credit for that? Um, or is it all down to Mark Hughes? I don't know. Um, but I think for those positive things that have happened, then the kind of backroom staff like Sparks has to take some credit for that. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, this is another failed season on the pitch. And in and, and taking that into account, what, what needs to... Improve to make sure it's not another failed season next year. Is it? Is it recruitment? Is it um, tactics? Is it manager? What's the issue, mate? Well, the the, the tactics is an interesting one. Uh, like like I said, we've we've spoken before, haven't we, about um, formation and setup. And I was actually thinking before we went to the Carlisle away game, I I wanted Hughes to play the four two three one because um, I knew it was going to be a challenging game away at Carlisle, like we said, they had to score uh, to stand any chance of making it through. Uh, and I think that, that diamond shape that we play leaves us a little bit vulnerable. We've spoken before about, you know, pace and kind of lack of resilience that we've got. But I think the four two three one just gives us a little bit of extra protection in that middle of the park. Um, so I'd like to have seen him gone in with that. But like we said, um, you know, he likes to play an un- unchained side. Um, going forward, what we were saying a few minutes ago, in terms of recruitment, I'd like to see young, pacey, creative players come in, especially in the middle of the park, um, and people who can support 
our, our front men. That's, that's what I'd like to see happen in terms of going forward. Um, would I get rid of Hughes? No, I think that would be financially quite stupid and I think it would be daft. He's, he's, he's had a year. Hopefully now he's understood the division, he's understood the league, he's understood what it takes. Um, so I think in all fairness and in all reasonableness, he should be given another season to, to put it right. But next year is do or die, I think, for Hughes. I think you've summed that up really well. Um, and I'm going to pass that straight over to Dees to see if he wants to add anything on that, Labou. Um, good evening, everybody. I, I, I think there's a lot of common sense and a lot of deflation and a lot of disappointment, of which I share all of. I think the one thing I will say is this has been a project for use for, for what I understand for two and a half years. So it depends what, at what point we define success. Uh, the failings are evident. Progress, progression is evidence. Um, the one thing I would say is that Wellen and Evans are experienced, much more experienced in the lower leagues. And I think that that's, although they've been there, everyone's saying one season, you can't buy experience. And they've got vast experience in that lower league. And I actually think that that's shown in Hughes' decision-making throughout the season, his reluctance to change and all that sort of stuff. You know, if anybody can make... Um, what's the lad at, uh, um, at Stevenage who's, um, who used to play for us? He scored at last... Oh, I can't remember his bloody name now. Jerry Reeves. Reeves. you know, made him a great player. Um, Evans pulls the best out of him because he knows how to, he knows how to work those lower leagues. So I, I'm with everybody else. I think you can define success at the end of the, this time next year, which for me is the end of the Hughes project. Um, and he has got a full year under his belt now at League Two. Um, and he understands it. It's not the Premier League. It's not a different pace, different players, different different everything. And I keep trying to tell myself that 15th to 5th is progression. Do we require revolution or evolution? I'm telling myself evolution. Um, yeah, and somebody, somebody said something about conceding or, or, or you know late goals and all that sort of stuff. What is it? I think you mentioned it earlier, Adam. And, and for me, is it the age of and, and lack of pace in our midfield? Because we look we look knackered at 75, 80 minutes. And Jamie Walker's in there for me. Is I mean he's come back from a big knee injury, Auntie. And I know I'm jumping around a bit, but we we look flat from seventy five minutes forward, and, and that's why we sat back because we we knackered. And is that an age thing? I'm not sure. Yeah, and we had this sort of discussion earlier. Is it age? Is it is it fitness? But fit. I just think when you've got it's it, we've just got a very static midfield, haven't we? Barring Gilead, who works his bloody socks off and runs a lot, but is that enough? Do we not need intelligent movement? I mean, I, I again, Dees, I'll ask you back this one. At Carlisle Saturday, I was screaming for movement in the middle. Move where you are. Move your position. You know, make a run. There was nothing. It was just so static. Stood around waiting for the ball. I just, I just couldn't get me around it. And do you think that is tiredness or a bit of a mixture of age and tiredness? I, Again, it's one I of them, think, isn't I it? Think, I think it's age. I think it's the age of the squad. You know, I, I like Clayton, but he's got 60 minutes in him, hasn't he? Let's be honest. I mean, when he came from Donny, Donny fans were like, yes, we got rid of him because his legs are shot. He had a couple of great games for us, showed a little, little, little bit of magic. And I thought, oh, we're on to something here. But I think they were right in their evaluation. You know, I think you said earlier, Smallwood ain't the quickest player. Um, if you if you put people around him with pace, I think he'd be phenomenal. Although his deliveries have not been great this season, but we've seen we've seen sort of flashes of the magic, if you like. So we we need to balance Smallwood's lack of pace, in my opinion, with pace. And that I mean that boy at Crew away, I was there, 
uh, who we've been linked with. Man, that that goal that he scored, I, I mean, Jesus, he he made Sam Stubbs look like he had Neil Webb's boots on. And for those who remember in the 80s, Neil Webb was one of the <laughs> slowest players I've ever seen in my entire life as a footballer. Um, you know, so we're not blessed with pace, are we? And and I think, it, I think it was Pete that said earlier about we missed Chapman. I think we did as well. I mean, Chapman's busy and sometimes he doesn't deliver a lot. But what he does do is that he gives us a bit of pace and a bit of energy, doesn't he? He does, and and it, it, since he got injured, we totally lost all that, didn't we? And I think we've really str- we've really struggled because nobody else could really play there. Osadibi, a lot of people really excited about him and what he could do, and I feel like he's been a bit of a disappointment. Let's be let's he, be honest. Yeah, um, mate, I think I think to come back to your point, is it is it a success or a failure? I think we can only truly call that at the end of the project. I think users sign people on a, you know, we're going to get up in one or two years. You know, there's, 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 been, there's, there's been a mission statement from the club. And I think we can only truly call it, in my opinion. We've progressed this season because the league tells us that. Has it been frustrating? Have we re- reverted to type that we've all seen as fans? Yeah, we have. But we've progressed. I only think we can call it a success or failure this time next year, is my, is my opinion. I think it's too early to call. Right, but I want to come back to you on that. Let's just say, look at this football club. Look at some of the players that we thought we'd signed and the quality we thought we'd brought in. The crowds that we get. These fans deserve so much better. Um, are we? Is it just because of years of failure that we're willing to accept that we're not doing it enough? I mean, I know what you're saying. It's a two-year project for as far as Hughes is concerned, but is that just because we're so used to it now that we're just, we're just sort of okay with it? Do you not think that in this league, let's look, Dees, let's be honest, it were a poor league this season. Some really poor teams. Um, and it were there for taking, realistically. Should we not expect that that level? Or are we just are where we are and we're sort of a, amongst other average teams? Well, we know, we know we've got a tough season next city with, with who's coming up. You know, it makes it exponentially harder with, with, with who's coming up. So Hughes has got his work cut out. Um, it's, it's a really, really tough question, mate. I don't, I don't you know... You know I think I think I saw something on Twitter these last few days. You know, if we, if it was a fan base, we should you know we should be in the championship. But that's not the reality. Um, I don't think any of us settle for for mediocrity. But but we are where we are. You know, a pal of mine who was a season ticket holder, still is at Southampton, said to me, "Oh, you've got Yuzi," um, and I said, "Would you have him back?" He says, "Absolutely not," because he's one dimensional. And 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 he said mm. this to me way back in sort of August September time. And, and and that that's the biggest thing I took away from what he said, and I think he's right. He's, he's I, I've seen that yeah. a lot this season. I mean, there was mid season where we're like, well, is he going to change things up? Because it's not working. So I hope he takes the lessons learned, gets the players he wants. There was a lot of players came in last season. Some of them good, some of them bad, some of them indifferent. I just thought we don't go down another sixteen player route because that tells me we've learned nothing. But we don't need to no, do it. I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, I, I put a bit of a, an opinion on about who we should keep and who we shouldn't keep there. They absolutely stand by that, to be honest. Um, I just feel like we do need to shake things up and bring other players in. That's not saying that we need to change the whole squad and get rid of everybody else. But if you've got six six players, I think, out of contract, maybe seven. Um, none of them are, are really good enough to me. You would not be excited. Let's put it this way. If you signed any of those players as a brand new player, would you be excited about any of them? That's the question. And then, Dave, I'll ask you this before I pass it on to Stan. So, out of those players, apart from Cook, they're out of, out of contract. If we signed any of them today as a new player, would you 
be excited? No is the answer. No. And there you go. And and I've tried. And I'm trying to get this point across because people are saying, "Oh, yeah, well, you know, we're going to offer these contracts because they've been decent for us." But put it, put a spin on it like that, and I think that tells I, a real I story think, of of where you probably mind think, us. Uh, you know, I don't. I mean, Cook's had a fantastic season, and please, somebody might shoot me down for this, but I don't think he'll emulate what he's done this season because he's been sussed out. I think Chris T said earlier at Carlisle, they sussed him, sussed him quick time, and he's had nothing in four games against them in terms of a sniff. So. I'm not. I am fussed about Cook because of what he delivered, but maybe if we if he did go, we could change things around an awful lot, or or, or, or have two up front. He's been too isolated, Cooker. How he's done what he's done is phenomenal, in my opinion. Don't you dare try and get me to fall into a trap of saying that I need. I want Cook to go as well because <laughs> no, no, I won't no, do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm not doing no, that one again. Uh, but no, ago, won't we? So let's leave that at the door. I think we're best. But um, do you know what? There'll be people listening to this that would be probably. Maybe not happy is not the word, but wouldn't be actually that bothered if Cook does go because it might mean that we play a different way. But to me, he's got to get a minimum of a one, two-year contract. I think anything longer than a two-year contract is a bit silly. Um, to be fair, on a personal level, I think two is probably about oh, right. Um, but I guess I, he's, he's 32, isn't he, I think? 32 now. So I guess he's, he's still... He's probably in his his prime, especially with the season he's just had. You've got to offer every, him a, a decent amount to stay, but whether he will or not, I guess that's another story. Yeah, Dees, I'm going to come to Stan and make sure you stay on, mate. But um, yeah, Stan, I want to ask you the same question because I think when we when we put that list out, you were probably a bit indifferent with some of the players. Um, but again, looking at that list, if you were to sign any of them as new players, would any of them excite you on a personal level? Not really, no. Um... I've I've always made I've always maintained that um I've I've players that I rate, however, I wouldn't think of them for a second if we could replace them with better at, at any point in between now and the end of, you know, my life as a city fan, you know, it's like always um yeah, so so that that's Do you, do you think there's a bit of fear, Stan? Do you think fans have got a little bit of fear that because we know what the player like, it's like we we kind of know what they're going to be like, so I'll accept them rather than thinking they might be better out there. Do you think that's it, or do you think it's something else? Well, you probably. I mean, the best analogy I can give to that is that you go for you go for a new job, you accept the job, and you think, oh, maybe I won't because maybe I'll sort of. Um, I think you know, and the thought comes into your head. I think I'll stay where I am, but you think, no, you know, sort of. We'll go for that new job, and and maybe we've got to take that leap of faith, haven't we? Um, with regards to because there are better players out there, you know. I mean, you know, just kind of um, if I could touch on a couple of points from from earlier, I think the lack of movement and stuff. I mean, I've said this for about a million years. I don't get how professional footballers cannot move off the ball. It, it's like it, it's it's something that you do day in day out. And the lack of movement is, you know, if those, if that team were to to move off the ball, I mean, I'm not comparing them to Barcelona in terms of like, you know, sort of like the skill levels, but part of Barcelona's thing under Pep was the fact that they had movement, and they said Puyol said himself, is we're not that much fitter than everyone else, but we just hold the ball more. So yeah, that that's that bit. But sorry, go back to. 
if you want to respond to what I said earlier, sort of thing, I'm just going off. No, do you know what, mate? We've kind of got through the subjects now, anyway, so it's fine what you're saying, and I, and I totally agree with you. Um, and it, it's not just being because that Carlisle game, we were just like statues, just passing it, like nobody were it, nobody were brave enough to make a run or or move. It, I was I was shouting it like a rugby referee, just you know, move, just yeah. do something. You know, you're yeah. so frustrated watching it because you know we're losing the game, and it would just look so static, like we were sort of ready to sit on it, and it were it would bizarre, but. We've been like that a lot of the season, and and it must be one of Hughes's tactics. Um, I, I can't see it being something the players it, just because they're tired. I don't know, um, but yeah, you're right in what you say. I don't think it's tiredness. You know, I think I think it's like seeing it. I saw you know I noticed it probably the most under Colin Todd. We got relegated from Premier League. We got relegated from you know second tier. And when I really saw it, even though we had some, you know, good players and 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 whatever your thoughts of overrated, underrated players, etc., of that level, I just remember thinking, why are they moving off the ball? And I think it's maybe a, a lower league thing where for some these players play at that le- at this level for a reason, and I would imagine that ninety percent of that reason is in the head, and whether they don't have the wherewithal on the pitch to sort of think for themselves. It's a bit like, um, apparently, listening to some of the... Uh, is it John Betsy, when he was at Crawley, and he's like saying, you know, at, at Arsenal, you, you know, you only have to tell them once. It's like, yeah, but this is lower league. You have to tell them three or four, five times before it sinks in. And I think that's the level, obviously, natural ability aside, is that it, they don't... You know, you, you basically, they're like kids... And you have to kind of keep reinforcing them. So, um, yeah, I, I can't get my head around why they don't do things like that. But, but yeah, it, that's. I think it's that's predominantly, you know, again, why they're not as good as they are at the higher levels because it's decision making on the pitch. The little, you know, do I pa- case in point? And Clayton should have known better. Second half, I think at Carlisle, there's a massive gap in between and he could have passed it forward to I think Walker or somebody who was just you know in a really advanced position what's he do he kind of holds on to it and then passes it back you know I'm not saying you do that every time but that was the moment to do it and we lost momentum and I think I think it's down to sort of do they do they ultimately trust the players that they're passing to when when they're passing to an advanced position I mean you could have passed to Josh Cullen with 10 players on him and have the confidence to know that he would move the ball on, and I, and I think, you know, is is that it? Do you think Adam or? Mm. I, I, I know what you're saying, and there just doesn't seem to be any risk. It's very everything's so safe, and like you say, first gear all the time, and waiting for maybe them to make a mistake so that you know that gap appears, but. You just can't do that all season, especially at home. You need to go for the throw, and we've said it all season that we just we ain't got the ability to do that. It, it just doesn't happen, does it? No, no. I, I think I think Walker did play a big part in turning around his home fortunes. In that he, when he was playing well, he would move the ball forward. But I think you can't rely on one player to do that. You've got to have, you know, sort of other players that whether it's just. Uh, take, you know, not taking on the responsibility, or you know, whether it's like because Smallwood is quite a strong personality, and you know, are there enough? I mean, in January, he signed a few more players with, who were a bit more vocal, so so you know, it I think it is, it, you know, the squad does need evolving. I think, um, 
and, and for me, it's kind of like um, I think Hughes is, is, has got to sit down and have a think, and I'm sure he has done, you know, and maybe he's, he's been thinking of this. What direction he wants to go in next year? Does he go in with, like, add five, six players, seven maybe, whatever, that are, that are going to be players that are going to be better footballers, you know, like Leighton Orient, or does he kind of go a little more pragmatic and fight and more sort of League Two style players, but you know, you, but you but, but the, what do you do? Do you put them on a two-year contract and then you're struggling in League One? So I, I don't know. No, it's you make a good point. Do we do we need to go a little bit more direct and back to basics? I don't know because then we'll be complaining about that again. But it, it, I guess it got us out last time. Um, no, thank you, Stan. I just want to touch on the Jamie Walker thing as well, and I I kind of alluded to this earlier. So Jamie Walker is a bit of a oh oh Stan, can you just mute for me again, mate? I've got a right echo. On your line. Cheers, buddy. I hate that sound in my own voice. It's horrible. Uh, but yeah, Jamie Walker's a bit of a luxury player. Um, and I think in, in certain games, you can really see that. Um, and and does he do enough? Again, controversial for me to say this, but I think we need something else next season. A change of tactics, possibly, um, because it, it seems like, I think somebody alluded to this in the comments, that we set up to suit Jamie Walker. So the way we play, it's to suit that sort of number 10 to get him on the ball in the game a little bit. And if that is the case, should your number 10 be doing a little bit more? Probably. Um, it, there's no doubt that he's a talented player, but I just feel like we we could probably do with somebody a little bit more dynamic and a bit younger and fitter. And, and I alluded to that earlier and I'm repeating all ground, but I just wanted to cover that again as you brought it up, Stan. Oh, and you've got your hand up, mate. I'll let you come in. Uh, just a more on point of, of Walker. I thought I'd just chip in a little bit because it was only other week I was getting a plenty of shit from Pedro Bowers for, for daring to slip, you know, Walker. Yeah, I don't say words like that on here, mate, to be fair. But I know what you're saying. And I, I was one that said that um, that Walker, I do think he's a top player and he's, he's, he's been the heartbeat of the team. But if next season, it, you know, when you really think about it, and, and I guess Carlisle game highlighted it, to be fair, um, Owen, that we're playing to his strengths and he just want he were anonymous, wasn't he? Let's be fair. In the first game, to be fair, you know, he, he had a chance and he scored and a massive credit to him. He made me eat my words and I, there's no one who were more delighted than me. Like, believe me when I say that. Yeah. In the second game, he was just, just nowhere to be seen and it's like, you know, and then Derbyshire comes on and scores and I think maybe that's something that could have been the difference in playoffs if we would have started with Derbyshire. Uh, do, do you think I? I don't think so. Unless unless you've ever changed your shape. I know people say four four two and and what have you. But why not go back to basics and just play with two out and out wingers when you've got somebody like Andy Cook in box? Get your wingers flying down and just whip the ball across. Just take it back to basics, simple football. But again, it's it's what Hughes wants to do in it. Yeah. This, this style of play, this four. I don't know what it is, to be honest. It's changes, done it? 4 2 3 1 at times, 4 3 2 1, whatever. Um, I guess the problem is as well, we've got that um, Scotty Banks were probably, you know, the player of the season, maybe for the last sort of five, six, yeah. seven games. He were absolutely outstanding. So you've, you've lost him and you've lost um, Tyreek Wright. Yeah. They, all, they always say, don't, don't fall in love with lone players. And and this is exactly what we've done. So that those are two absolutely gaping gaps in in our um, team now. And I guess my question is to you, mate: What do we need going forward? Where do we strengthen the squad? Uh, well, I, it it totally depends, you know, on the formation. It really does 
But let's say it's going to be the four two three one. Maybe Hughes will probably favour that, won't he? Um, like you said, we're gonna we we've lot uh, lost some good wingers recently. You know, well these last like year, you know, we've lost Tyreek Wright, we've lost um, Charles Verdon, we've lost well now Banks. So they need to be replaced, and whoever we go for, there need to be adequate replacements. For, rather, than, if the loans or what have you had, I don't mind. They just need to be good players. And also the number 10, like you say, with Walker, I think it does need replacing. I'd personally be looking at someone like Dan Kemp, who Hartlepool had. I think it'd be tough to get. But in such a poor team, he, he really, you know, looked like a cracking player. And when he played against us, I thought, yeah, he's, he's a good player. Yeah, and there's players out there that, that are achievable for us, and I've just actually seen that. I think Wimbledon have signed Jake Reeves or something, but that's that's a that's a weird one. Um, yeah. But, but there, there are players out there that you can go for, and, and obviously Walker's going to stay. But I feel like he needs competition for number ten as a minimum, um, and I think that's been a problem. We haven't had a lot of competition for places later on. We have had competition, but we haven't had good enough competition. If that makes sense, like left back. Yeah, yeah not- do you think Walker's going to stay? Yeah, I I reckon so because he's he's still got a year left on he on his contract. Um, will we get rid of him? Probably not. I think Hughes really likes him. You don't you don't think if an offer from Scotland came in or or you don't think he'd try force a move back up there? I don't I don't I don't know unless he goes on a free. He seems to love it in Bradford. I feel like he wants to stay and he can offer us a lot. But I think you need somebody with him because you just, like you say, the problem is Owen, you can't, you can't do ninety minutes, and that's a massive no, worry, isn't it? You really can't. And I think that's that's what puts a lot of people off about Derbyshire as well. It is like his age and stuff, but I don't think I think Derbyshire is quite a fit player, man. People kind of take it away from him because he's thirty-seven. Mm. I just I, mean, I just don't know how we'd play it with strengths unless you did a four-four-two. I just don't know how, how else he'd fit into the system, well, but. There's the, the the narrow that Hughes play sometimes the four one two one two isn't there, where yeah. that could accommodate a lot of players, but there's just no width apart from your fullbacks and especially with the ones we've had this year as in Rydell and Halliday. Yeah, I know Halliday gets fouled at times, but Rydell and your man, you know we've already touched on that, and I think yeah, as much stick as he came under, I think Boller should have got more of a go this year. Instead of Rydolge, I really think we would have done better, surprisingly. Uh, I think he was someone who, who would get forward and Rydolge just won your man, Murray. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just not my sort of player, to be honest. I just I just feel like his legs have probably gone a little bit. Um, his experience is there, but it didn't um, mean much in the end, did it? Because we didn't get over the line with this experience that we brought in, to be fair, that it meant nothing. You need fit players on the pitch and players that are willing to, to do a little bit more. But again, is it coming more from Hughes? We don't know. Um, thank you. And Pete, go on. You've got your hand up again, mate. So go on, fire away. Yeah, just on, on about them. Obviously, we don't know really Hughes is playing. Has he been called to play with this big man up front? But we haven't got the little man running off him. Um, but I'm a bit confused because we've got Cook, you've got Vidane, and you've got Derbyshire. They're all big men. Now, if you're going to use all them, you'd like you say you'd go four four two, And we aren't. Sometimes one man on his own up front, I think he's a little bit isolated, like, no to feed on. Yeah. Then you ask yourself the question, would you keep Vidane? Why have we got him on a three-year deal? 
going back to this trans, going back to this retain list, I'd be telling him, you're probably not in his plans. Can you look for football elsewhere? I don't know because I don't really know Yuzi's style. It's hard to predict, isn't it? Because he's changes formations in and out of game. Has he been told to play? We like this four four two, and he's. I don't. It's hard to really say. I just think get rid of Vidin. Tell him he's not in his future plans. Hendry, where's he gone? He's missing off at Planet. Hendry's disappeared. We've got. It genuinely we brought up Sam Stubbs. He's been good. Clayton's done a job. Bowler. Dog shit. Uh, who else did we get? Who's not Nevers? He was meant to be a replacement for Tyreek Wright. God, it. I don't even think he's a footballer. Now, Plymouth have been promoted, and I don't really think he's. They don't like him down there. Would it be worth a little tap into him to get Tyreek right back because he was pivotal to how we played when we were playing our prime stuff? Tyreek right was the man. Yeah, do you know what? It's a good point on right. Um, but I, I'm one of these where he had the chance, didn't he, to play for us and I don't feel like we'll touch him again. Um, I, f- I feel like he, he had an offer on the table at the end of the season to sign for us. on a, And it, like you said, he turned his back on us and said, do you want players that'll do that? I don't think we do. I don't think that um, our board will probably want that either. I don't know that, but you'd like to think if it's one of them where the, they've been offered something and they've turned you down and fucked off elsewhere the right man for you they're just going to do the same again when, when next offer comes along do you know what I mean yeah but, I do get it, fo- yeah. but then again Pete from a, a footballing point of view you should want to get the best players that are available and if he's available should you go for him and like you said when he went absolutely massive gap on there on that side nobody's been here coming away near him since he left so good I just I just I liked his, how he just drove at people take people on and he'll have a pop that's what Gilead should be doing but he done. Uh, Tyreek Wright had out and out pace, you know, he'd beat a man, he, you know, he'd so so fast. I mean, I thought Patrick was fast, I never liked Patrick, but he was hey, Patrick. Patrick at Carlisle at weekend, I made, I made this point before, but he absolutely he made the holiday look like an old fella, he absolutely burnt him to bits, he just flew past him. He does He's just he's absolute lightning him. He's absolute lightning and I'd love to have a player that had that so you could knock a ball over the top and they've got half a chance of actually, you know, catching it. It just we just haven't got anybody that's that he quick. would do that. He looked fast. He looked mm. really fast, he met true. That them two goals he got were brilliant and that other one, God, lightning. I like a little bit of pace, you know, if you got we are lacking pace. I don't know, I'd I'd get rid of them all and if we are gonna get rid of Cook or he does want to go, and we are changing styles, and we're going to play two little whippets up front or whatever. I'll, I'll yeah. you know, anything I just want to see some fight fire with fire. You know, best form of defence is attack. You know, it, it you know, it, it can, it can if you just, just like, like you said on the start of it, Leighton Orion, when we played them, they played us off at park. And they weren't happy at three. They wanted four, five, six. You know, and they could have done it because they just blew us away to, you know, just outplayed us, outrunners, did everything. Yep. And if we can get them players like that, better pace all over, then I would get rid of a lot of them, yeah? Get rid of all them and I'd probably transfer this Vidane, Luke Hendry, 
send a bowler. Well, you're not going to get him. Nevers, you're not going to get him back. And I think usually seeing some, he's got to a dumb. Hmm. No, cheers, mate. And I, yeah. I appreciate. It. I think I think from the over overriding thing that you've said there is you need you want pace back in the team, and I think it's it's been a massive like disappointment this season, the lack of it, and everybody's probably feeling the same. And I think we all want a bit of that next season, whether it'll happen or not, I don't know. Um, but no, thank you, thank you again, Pete. Okay. Now I just. I want to see if anybody else that's out there wants to put a request in and, and say anything that we've not um, touched on. We've been going nearly an hour and a half now, so I do want to wrap it up very shortly. But is there anything that we've not touched on that you want to bring up? Um, if any of you lads that are still on, Chris, Dan, or Owen, if you've got just put your hand up for us uh, and I'll get you on again. Um, but if th- there's some people that have told us to put requests in, but for whatever reason, they're not coming through. Um and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because you're on a, like a private or something on Twitter. I don't know how it works with spaces, but genuinely aren't getting many requests. Um, Chris, I'll come to you first, mate, before we finish up. Uh, yes, mate. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about recruitment, really. Yeah. Um, we, we thought the recruitment was great in the summer and in January. And was it really that good? Um, prime example, Odessina. Now... On the, the Lower League Look podcast, like Grant, the Hartlepool fan, he said when we signed Odessina, he said he's brilliant if you play a back three. He said he can't play in a back four. Now, did nobody know that when we signed him? We, Hughes must have known he was going to play a back four. So why play? Why sign a centre-back who can only play in a back three? Don't understand it. Mm. Um, Jake Young. He's been sent to Barrow second half of the season. And looking at his stats, I think he made 17 appearances for him, but most of them were last 10 minutes off at bench. He won't start in any games. Um, I just think... I'm hoping that the recruitment's going to be better in the summer. And yeah. I think the style of play... I think Hughes has had his full season now in League 2. If we start next season playing the same, or trying to play the same way, I think we're done. He seems very stubborn, and I think the reason he didn't change it was because it looked a bit silly changing it halfway through. I think he's he comes across as a sort of guy who's not going to do that. Um, I think he's got all his hands up and say I was wrong. We need to play more direct. We need width, um, and maybe we'll see a, a different style of football next season, which is what I think most of us as City fans want to see. Want to be more attacking. Yeah. We want wingers. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. That's all I've got to say. No, I appreciate it, mate. Thank you. And I think a lot of people probably echo that that are listening. And I think we just want to see us have a go. Um, and there has been times this season where we've done it, but it, it's taken time. Like, you know, I go back to like Colchester at home, Chris, where we we took so long to break them down. But once we did, I mean, that moment, we just, you know, in there, the noise and the feeling that you get, it's just nothing like it in football. And I've got to say, this season's been brilliant for some memories and moments that we've had um, and it, it, it has felt like we've progressed it, it's been a failure ultimately in my opinion like I say because we've not gone up and that should be your aim every season um, but sort of as a togetherness it felt like something's changed a little bit and you need to utilise that going into next season have a proper go at it don't you mate I think that's the key thing The all these fans are back on board you've got a massive crowd you've got to utilise it get them singing get them off the seats at home and go for teams is that right or wrong Chris? No, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
might be me being cynical, but uh, Middlesbrough's return list come out today, didn't it? So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how many of them who've been released might end up at City with Gents' connections with Middlesbrough, um, whether yeah. they're any good or not. I, I'm yet to be convinced that he's uh, he's done the business. We'll have that striker from Middlesbrough. He looked all right, didn't he? Chubrak, yeah. whatever yeah. they call him. He looked, he looked yeah. half decent. We'll, we'll take him there. Oh, he'll come down late too, won't he? <laughs> I love it uh, George put your request back in mate I've just seen you flash up and I'll get you on in a second um, but yeah like you say it seems like they're the sort of players we're going for aren't they you know these ex-Burra lads but there's some that are, there's some that are probably half decent out there that are tech um, no cheers Chris I'm just going to um, just fire over to Stan again for a second you there mate yeah sure I, I think I think we've got to sort of Hughes has got to kind of decide how he wants to do it um, I think in simple terms I think we need a, a mobile midfield because the one thing that we haven't done all season, we haven't moved the ball through the midfield, have we? It's kind of like, you know, you, you see, we've we said it, you know, we see other teams where they seem to kind of come through our midfield. And and so it, it's kind of like, you know, cliche sort of pace, but with, with um, you know, sort of direct, I don't mean like kicking it, I mean like, Running at players and and bought players, you know, sort of passing and moving and 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 the speed of the passing movement. Remember the Blackburn game at home; they they were getting like you know sort of uh, harried by us in in their corner, two three passes, and they were up up the field, you know, real but but quick passes. So, you know, I think I think he's got to work out where which way he wants to do it. And uh, and then and then kind of obviously um, recruit accordingly. I think very fair comments again, mate. Thank you very much, Stan. Can't argue with any of that. I really can't. Um, Owen, is there anything you want to add, pal? Uh, just a quick one on Hughes. Um, let's say next season, right? We get to a playoff final and lose. You can't. Can you then sack him? Because I don't think you can really. But you're saying it's a failure if we don't go up. Do you know what I'm trying to get at you? Yeah, I do. And, and, and do you know what? I want, it's so nice that we've com- we are competing again and we've actually got in the playoffs because, like we said before, we had four years of shite where we've got nowhere near and it's it's nice to be involved again. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, if he, if he does gain the, you know, into the playoffs next season, it's it's hard to sack him in it because... You know, you get in there, you get in where you sort of yeah, need to yeah. be. The aim, the aim every season is going to be playoffs, isn't it? You know, that's you're not going to aim to win the league because it's just one of them things, and you, you're going to aim for playoffs and see how far how high you can get from it. So you make a good point, uh, and I don't, I, I just can't see that calling for his head is the right thing to do. Um, no. But you've touched on yourself a lot, and he's had a year and a half now to work things out, and hopefully. You know, we'll see something maybe a bit different and more attacking next season. Okay. You know, all we want, all we want to see, like you're saying it, mate. Just, just go, go home at home. Your fans are there. Everything's sort of clicked into place. Have a real go at this league next season. I don't care who we're playing, Wrexham, Notts County, whoever comes down, MK Dons, don't matter. Mm. You know, just get it, just get it right on pitch. You know, but it, it, it depends what we do, doesn't it, recruitment wise? Who we bring in, who we let go. But I just hopefully. I see us going for some proper good players from maybe leagues above. Because um, the core's there. Is, is the core of the squad is there. You've got some really solid players. Uh, Critchlow, hopefully we can sign him. I think that'll be a big one. Yeah, hopefully. Stubbs at the back. Uh, keep hold of Lewis. Uh, Cook. Smallwood. Um, probably, uh, to that. 
exactly. So you, we have got some good players there. So it's not like we need an overhaul. It's just maybe a bit of a tactical change and some more quality added in. Is the um, going for players leagues above usually the best thing to do? Like, I know that sounds a bit silly, but to get out of League 2, I feel like we just need a League 2 team, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it doesn't sound silly at all, because Stevenage, that's what they did, didn't they, this season? Yeah, you, you, we bring these players in, we've seen it time for time, bring these Championship top-end League 1 players in, like, over years, had, like, Scannells, Vaughan's, you know, and now recently, like, like Sir Chapman and Smallwood, and they haven't always hit the ground running sort of thing, and they've come from levels above. So... It's- I think you yeah. make a valid valid point. It's just it's just getting the right characters in it and people that are to me fit fit players that are willing to run and run and run. Uh, maybe players that are a bit younger with a point to prove because they've seemed to worked out for us, you know, recently. Yeah, you look no, at, I totally but, agree. Love, you know, timing right. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, it's one of them where we can get it right with loans, but it just leads to heartbreak in the end, doesn't it, mate? Yeah. It does. um, I think that's going to be it for now. Thank you, Owen. Um, unless there's anybody else out there that's got any other points that we've not discussed, please put a request in and uh, we'll get you on. I'll give you a, a, a sort of 30 seconds or so to do that. But I just wanted to sort of say thank you for everybody for engaging in and interacting with, with these spaces and sort of every other bits and bobs that we do. Um, again, apologies for me losing my rag a bit on Twitter today. I just, I'm just pissed off about seasons ended, to be honest. And I, I'm not dismissing people's opinions. I just don't agree with them. And it's hard to control that when you're responding to people because if I don't agree with someone, I'm sort of inclined to say it. But I guess it's one of them where people have their opinion and it's not my place to say either way. But that, that's why I do respond because it, we're all fans at the end of the day. I'm a fan. You guys are fans. And you've got opinions on what's right and wrong at your club. And, and that's passion in it. And we've all got it at the end of the day. So just wanted to quickly address that. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody who's got... Uh, involved with displays and stuff this season. Um, I think that's been pretty good. Northwest Corners look fantastic as well. So, yeah, thank you very much, everybody. Um, I don't know if that's a Carlisle fan, so I'm not going to let you on. Oh, George, quickly, you there, mate. Hold on, stay where you are. I'll just quickly get you on, pal, if there's anything quick you want to add before we uh, we say goodnight, nurse. You there, George? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, after hours of requesting, we found you, mate. You're yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I think you've pretty much... I don't know why, but... Um... So, uh, I guess... Oh, is that it? Just, just want to say, <laughs> well done, thank you. <laughs> no, I guess I guess something maybe that we haven't talked about is, you know... Uh, I mean, the crowd, the crowd, especially in the last game, has been absolutely fantastic, I think, you know. Really got behind the team and, you know, really tried to get them going and unfortunately just weren't enough in the end but um, you know quite happy with that I mean there's there's been some moments though where I've been quite disappointed in terms of viewing them at half time and things like that I think we need to probably cut that out to be honest just in general just uh, it does make me wonder if the, if the crowd size is an issue in general for these players if they can actually handle the pressure so it does. It does feel like every time we've got like into a position where we can get into the automatics, or you know, with the playoffs where we've, it's all on the line, it's just every time they just fall over like a a pack of cards. So you know, it's a bit it's a bit disappointing, really. But I don't know. But on but on the flip but on the flip side of that, before that any of the the booing starts, not that I'm saying the boo boys are uh, what they're doing is fantastic, but like. Let's be honest, when we start games, the atmosphere usually starts pretty well. Um, and the players, you know, should they be feeding that on that a little bit more? 
or is it like you say that it's just too big of a, a stadium and too big of a crowd from a playing front? I, I don't know, but you can't be both ways, can you? You know, if you've if you've got the big crowds and you don't like the booing, then you know is is the cheery? I don't I don't know. I just think it's one yeah. of those things where it's it's an excuse, but you've got those fans there to get off their seats, and when that Valley Parade is rocking, it's absolutely rocking, you know, and you should be at home. It's hard to blame fans enough. I don't. I hate that argument. Fans are there to be entertained. You're paying your money to be entertained by watching a football game. So it's up yeah, to the players that, yeah. and the tactics to get your bums off your seats. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not necessarily for us to create an atmosphere. It's for us to want to create an atmosphere based on emotions of what you're seeing on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when 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 fans have booed, it has it has been pretty dire. Um, in those in those games where we've just like not turned up in the first half, but yeah, I, I get that. But I guess as well on the other hand, it's you know if you we do support Bradford for a reason. You know you could support any team you want. You could go support you know Man City if you wanted to. But for me, you know supporting Bradford is about being part of the community. You know being part of something, being part of you know supporting my local team and, and getting behind them. So I guess you know I, I guess it annoyed me in that one game. I think it was. Um, Oh, it's towards the end. It's the Gillingham game, thing where we where people were booing at half time. I think it was just it was quite annoying because it was like, ah, oh, this is do or die. We just need to like get behind them, like we did in the last game where we didn't play particularly well, but the atmosphere was so good, and you know everyone was behind them. We were getting battered in the second half, but people were still singing. It reminds me of when we went back to Wembley and uh, against Swansea. We were, we got absolutely fresh, but we were out singing them all game. It was fantastic. So, and, and you know what? To... Okay. No, it's fine. You know what? No matter how shit we are, we'll keep coming back. It's it's one of those things at the minute. It's very raw, and it, it feels very much sort of disappointing. But we'll get over it in a couple of months, and we'll be back there. And you know, we'll follow this club regardless. But. It's just it's just hard work at times following City, you know. Oh, it's yeah. years of disappointment and it just seems when we do sort of get something good, it's sort of taken away from us. But every club probably has the same feelings. But yeah. I just think because it's so raw at the minute, we're all feeling it a bit. But we'll be back. We'll be back next season to fight again. Fight another day, I'm sure. Yeah, so I mean, I've only been spotting since 2008. So I've, I've only ever seen Bradford in League 2 and League 1. So <laughs> I've not seen, I've only seen, you know, the Glory Cup years, but... You know, I guess you know some of the older fans there have seen some really good days as well. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, it, you do live for those really for those moments that are, you know, when you're supporting Bradford and your team. You're looking forward to those those games like we've had at the end of this season and uh, and the one uh, Swans, when we were playing Swansea and Chelsea and all those you know games in the cup where we did some magic. You know, that's those memories live forever, don't they? So. Um, of course, I do. I guess, and and just and, to just to, to sort of finish finish off because I just want to sort of tie it up now a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to say that, that that things are possible. Look at the playoff final in the championship. You've got Coventry and Luton playing against each other, who were both in League Two maybe five years ago. I think I saw stat the other day. It's madness. So it, it is possible. You just need to sort of everything needs to click into place, and you, you can get back up the leagues. And we've got the infrastructure and the the fan base to do that. It just needs to happen on the pitch, and I think that is why we're so disappointed because everything else sort of seems to be fitting into place. It's just what's happening on the pitch that isn't. And I feel like that's probably why we're all a little bit sort of gutted um, this season. But 
I guess, like you could say, we progressed on last season. We've got another another go at it next year, see how we get on. But um, yeah, I'm going to finish it there. Thank you very much to all the speakers that have come on. As always, much appreciated. I was expecting a little bit more hostility on this space, to be honest, after a lot of the tweets that have been sort of firing about over the last sort of week and a half or so. But that's not happened, which is fine. But if you did have an opinion that was different to, to ours, then you would have been welcome to come on. There has been some different opinions on here tonight, but I was probably expecting a little bit more, to be fair. But no, thank you as always. Hopefully the return list will be out maybe tomorrow. I'm, I'm sure legally it had to be done today, but they'll probably publish it to fans maybe tomorrow. I don't, I don't know how that works, sort of the ins and outs of it, but I'm sure we'll see that over the coming days. But thank you as always, guys. Um, we're going to have a break probably now over the summer, so we'll probably see you... Um, maybe August time at some point. Um, but all the orders and stuff that you're putting will be fulfilled. But thank you very much as always. Um, have a lovely summer, everybody, and speak to you all soon. Cheers and bye for now. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.